You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. <laughs> Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive. She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ely by the Glass. I'm your host, Layla Joy, and today I have an exciting guest. I've been working on this for a good, like, I would say six months or maybe even a year. And her name is Lashana Holloway Johnson. And I know Lashana from um, Tracy Anderson. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Tracy, Tracy is like, I would say, celebrity trainer. Um, I would venture to say she's probably been in business for... 15 years or more at this point. Um, I remember hearing about Tracy from the very be- in the very beginning when she was um, training Madonna. And then I remember seeing her, I remember seeing like in the weekly like um, tabloids, she was training um, Gwyneth Paltrow. And then um, because I like to be in things, I found her studio in New York City. And um, during that time, it was a period where it was really like emotionally tough. I had just gone through a terrible breakup and I was like, let me just fill my summer with this. And it was incredible. And I've got to tell you, for somebody who's done two New York marathons, Tracy and her team snapped my body into shape. But what was so special about um, being in that environment, which was, to be quite honest, it was really like, I would say intimidating, was that people like Lashana and a couple of other trainers were just made it made me feel at home. So welcome, Lashana. It's so great to see you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Layla Joy. I am so excited to be here finally to <laughs> chat with you and catch up on all of the things. I mean, who knew that this journey uh, of us meeting so long ago would bring us full circle. Here we are, mm-hmm. full grown women. <laughs> I, it's so true. And I've got to tell you, you know, you meet so many people. So when you're living in New York City, like you mm-hmm. meet so many people. And, you know, at that time of my life, I was traveling like a ton, like around the world. And so, but yet and still, every so often you meet people who just are, just give you a bright light. And you were one of those people that were just made me stay because quite frankly, it was intimidating. It was like all celebrities and models and like executive (laughs) there. And, you know, I was, you know, I felt like a fish out of water and, but you, you were just so kind and so sweet. And I had the best time, the best summer. You are so sweet. It's so funny because you go in there into the Tracy Anderson studio and you're looking around and it's so intimidating, but little do you know, like the light that you give off is just as intimidating. So just like you were looking around, like, oh my goodness, who's that? People are like, wow, who's that? You know, (laughs) people in that, and, and everyone's there so focused to work out. You realize after five minutes of that intimidation of like, oh, 
people are here for themselves. They are focused on their workout and they are not even paying attention to me. So then you just let that all go away and you just dive in too. It, it was funny because I remember like the first couple of weeks because the studio at that time was like in Tribeca yeah. and Tribeca at that time is not the Tribeca of it today. Right. So it was like, you know, a lot of those factory buildings were becoming these large, luscious, like, um, like apartments and yeah. the banks were still, a lot of the banking offices were still downtown. So mm-hmm. a lot of the executives that were down there were female bankers that were coming in. And, you know, I, I had never seen this before. Cause I'm like, I love Equinox in between <laughs> sets. Women would pick up their black barriers or whatever it was black barriers at that time. And then oh, slam yeah. them down the, on the floor and then get into the next set. And I was like, what on earth is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that is the, that is the, uh, the environment, right? You were, you nailed it. Oh my goodness. So it's very, it's rarefied air there. You know, they make it so that there's a certain, certain caliber of, I mean, I don't want to say it the way it it kind of appeared, but it's a certain caliber of people that are in studio with Tracy. Now that you guys have a virtual space, it's more um, accommodating to everybody. Yes. But, um, you know, to be a woman and a black woman in your position, in Mm -hmm. the executive team of Tracy, working with all of these, um, um, talented people. What is that like? I mean, what, how did you get there? That's what I wanted to, right. that's my question. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I never there? in my life thought <laughs> I would be there at all. Number one in fitness, number two, yeah. working with the most amazing pioneer in this industry right, right. now. Mm-hmm. So it was finding that, that moment where I was like, this is my niche. Like, this is where I, I've I'm meant to be in my life Mm -hmm. and committing and just go, just expressing my love, my passion, um, and my desire to want more in the company. So how did you get to New York? Like what brought you to New York? Okay. So New York. Wow. I was on the neuroscience path, believe it or not. I wanted to, yeah, I, I wanted to be a surgeon. I wanted to be a doctor or either a plastic surgeon. So my love has always been science and something creative. So mm-hmm. a, a creative science field is where I always wanted to be. But by the time my, you know, my junior, senior year in college, I really wanted to perform. And I'm from Philadelphia. There was a certain ceiling that I hit where I was like, if if I want to do this, I have to leave Philadelphia. And I uh, went to grad school in New York. That's how I got to New York. I just wanted to get to New York. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I went to college in, in Pennsylvania, applied for grad school in New York. That's how I got there. And in my mind, I was going to do one day of grad school, audition for the Lion King the next day and not have to go to grad school. Well, (laughs) it was not that easy, Uh, but I'm glad that it did not work out that way because I was so grateful to have an education, Mm -hmm. you know, through that, you know, having my grad school education and in those two years really understand and learn and fall in love with New York. And I never thought I'd leave. So after about a decade of, New York, New York life. And then, so after a decade of performing, touring, uh, being around some of the most inspiring people, I was looking for more. 
you know, I'm entering my mid thirties. I'm at auditions with people who could be my sons and daughters. I'm just like, I can't, like, I can't do this anymore. This starving artist. Were you with like a company or was it like with with singers? Yeah. Well, yeah, both. So I, I would do whatever, whatever audition I booked, whether it was going on the road on a tour with the singer or with the musical theater group, you know, whatever the case. Um, so yeah, it was just years of seeing, seeing the world really. It was my, it was my, um, passport to see the world for free and I thoroughly enjoyed it, but you come back home and then you're looking for the next gig and you're, yeah. you're constantly looking for the next gig. And it should, there's a point where you are having the best time, but you want more in life. And you just, you need to, exactly. Mm -hmm. Stability was what I was desiring. And, um, I, at the time was seeing a guy Mm -hmm. and he was, I was at a point where I was ready to leave New York and go back to Philadelphia. I was sick of auditioning, standing in line, you know, cattle calls. And he said, you are not leaving New York. You're meant to be here. There's something here for you there's an audition tonight. Come with me. And it was for the Tracy Anderson method. And at the time Mm -hmm. I'd heard nothing about it, but I went because he was going and I was like, well, if you're going to go, I'll go. Um, he is a dancer choreographer. So it had, it was dance based. I knew that much, but that's about it. And I loved it. I went into that studio and I learned some dances and I was sweating and I had the best time. And it didn't work out for him. And he went on his own journey, but he, it was his right. He took me where I needed to be. It was his, you know, his part of my life was to take me to the Tracy Anderson method. And that's how I got to New York. That's how I got to Tracy. Um, And I just fell in love. It's what I needed in my life at that time for so many reasons, because I enjoy doing something different every day, being around the most influential people, um, being able to stay active at, you know, cause it's like you've reached your mid thirties and people are like, you know, your career's over, sit down. But this was a way for me to continue to move my body to mm-hmm. get better than I had been even in my twenties to inspire, to be inspired, all of those things. It just felt, it felt at home. It felt at home. And I was just like, okay, Tracy, she prescribes for clients. She changes their body. This is, this feels like my initial thoughts of wanting to be a plastic surgeon, you know, just like a natural way, because I'm learning about the body so much and learning how to change bodies and change lives. I was getting my, filling my void of, of what it feels like to be in the medical field. Like, you know, although it's fitness, there's so much science. There's yeah, so yeah. much science behind her message. There's so much precision in what she does. Yeah. And you're, yeah. when you first start, you're like, really? This little yeah. move is going to do something? And then like <laughs> six months later, you're like, oh my God, my arm. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. So where did you go to grad school? Just curious. Don't say Columbia because I'm going to freak no, I out. No, I did not. Did you go to, did, were you at Columbia? Uh-oh, did I lose you? No, I'm Hello? here. Oh, there you're there. I thought I okay. lost you. No, Where'd no, you go to grad school? I went to NYU. Okay. I thought oh, you were going to say Columbia. Did you go Columbia. to Columbia? No, but I went oh. to Pratt. I'm not even, I'm not, oh, I'm a crazy nice. person, but I mean, in my mind, you know, that is my alma mater, my heart. That's my alma mater. Uh-huh. I love Columbia. I love that campus. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Funny enough, oh I'll be visiting Columbia, uh, next weekend. 
No, at the end of the month, my stepson is getting honored there. So we're taking a little trip to, to Columbia and we'll, it'll be my first time like around the campus like that. So it's amazing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I actually gave a talk many years ago, like a business talk down there and uh-huh. up there rather, up there, yeah. um, but it's just so it's like everything that you want, like that college experience to oh, be. Yeah. And I just love it. It's like, <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah. So what is your background? Like your, your family background, My um, family background, only child. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I grew up with my grandparents and my mom all in the Mm -hmm. same, all in the house. So uh, my parents divorced when I was three. Mm -hmm. And then my mom and I moved back home with, you know, my grandparents. And so I always had a lot of love and attention around me with three adults. And just you, I mean, yes, it can be a bit overwhelming and they can be um, overprotective. Mm-hmm. but it was all love. So I, I, each day of my life, I just give back all of the love that I received as a, as a child. That's amazing. So is your family from America or are they from yeah, the West Indies? They are, they are American. American. Yeah. My mother's from the West Indies. And I, for some reason, <laughs> no. I was looking at you and I wonder if she's from Jamaica or something like no. that. Like Chinese no. I've, no, I am as, as American as they come. That's I mean, beautiful. it's funny because I, I wish sometimes I had really interesting stories to tell people when they ask <laughs> me about my background that I'm just like, no, my, nope, just American. That alone, is, that alone is <laughs> plenty. That alone is plenty. So <laughs> how long have you been with Tracy at this point? point? It's been a decade. Yeah. So yeah, she's been, she's been around for like two decades and I've been there for, yeah, like a decade of it. My goodness. The time has just gone by. So lying fast. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Um, and so you are a part of her executive team and I, we were just chatting about how, how much fitness has changed. I mean, before you had to be a part of a gym or you'd actually physically have to go somewhere. And I remember when I was at Tracy, it was, um, that you guys were just starting to tape videos of the workouts. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, like, what on earth are people doing? (laughs) And I mean, now that is how everybody lives because nobody, you know, I mean, that's just the way of the world today, you know? Um, and you were telling me how the pandemic had actually all really just kind of took shape and took off because we were all home. Easy. It, and it, I even it, signed yeah. up again. Exactly. You were like, oh, yeah. I, I know this from in studio, but I can do this at home now. Oh, amazing. Yeah. The Tracy really, she, she just, she's always ahead of the game. She really mm-hmm. is. And people look at her and be like, what is she doing? That woman's crazy. And she just has her, you know, her tunnel vision. She has her what she wants and she goes for it. And we just believe in her. We support her. We know that what she's working on, it's going to be a success. So even with the streaming back then, having people work out from home, who knew that when the pandemic hit, that would be a new way of life for so many of us. So for so many people who can cut out that time in the morning of traveling to and from the gym. Now you don't have to worry about what you're wearing. You can just wear, you can actually just work out in your pajamas if you want to. You don't have to take that time away from your kids, you know, from your family. You don't have to take that commute time. You can just set up your little space or large space, whatever space it is that you have and conveniently work out at home. And it's just safe. It's just like, we're in the age of convenience right now. Anyway, we want everything now, 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 now. And 
this is actually on one demand. of the on demand, yeah. but this is actually a really good thing that comes out of wanting things right now is that we can do everything at home with our workouts on demand. So what are some of, I'm just, there's so many questions I have for you because you really have so much inside knowledge, but you, in order to have, knowing this as a business owner myself, in order for you to achieve what you're looking to achieve, you need to have people that are similar mindset around Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And so like, what are some of the, as she's scaled, what are some of the things that, um, have been like some incredible, um, experiences you've, you've had the great fortune of, um, being a part of, and what have you seen as some of like some of the challenges as a woman in business, mm-hmm. like on a global scale that, you know, you guys haven't, um, in engaged with or dealt with, you know, as, because you, every couple of weeks, you see something about Tracy in the, mm-hmm. in the news. And I'm like, do most people like in the New York post, you see some stuff about Tracy or whatever, like, what are some of the things that have been the peaks? And I guess suppose the pits of, this whole experience because she was really a pioneer, like finger on the pulse for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you can share obviously. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It doesn't, it doesn't sway her that that's Mm -hmm. been, I mean, that's Tracy is so resilient and, and so all inspiring. It's just like when things like that happen, it does not put a dent or disrupt anything at all. It's exactly how you saw it. With the pandemic, with mm-hmm. the pandemic, businesses shut down. People stopped. There were disruptions everywhere in the world. But we were the one company where you wouldn't have even known what was going on Amazing. because we kept going. There mm-hmm. was perseverance. There was teamwork. There was communication. We, you know, and Tracy held it together. She didn't fire anyone or I don't want to say she didn't have to let anyone go. Mm-hmm. We all kept going. So the the main thing that I've learned from working with her, working for her, it's just, it's the resilience. And it's like you were saying before, like you were saying, oh, the women in studio or the clients in studio, because there's tons of men who are there now as well. Tons <laughs> of people, all, all types of people, you know, they, whether they're bankers or they work on Wall Street, they're lawyers, doctors, school teachers, stay-at-home moms, whatever the case there is a personality that threads everyone together. And it's, there are people who want more out of life. Mm-hmm. They don't just want the same old thing. They want more for themselves, you know, more for their family, just more out of life. And, yeah. and that's the kind of person that I'm around, you know, when I get to work with Tracy in studio or even at home, just like the team, the team, anyone's on our team, it's inspiring mm-hmm. because it's just, it's a, a team that does not settle for less and a team mm-hmm. that has a vision and they go after it and they go forward and it pushes you. Not is like, not only does the workout push you mentally, physically, emotionally, but then the team around you, they push you. So that, I mean, that the resilience is really the, the main thing that I can speak of because no matter what has happened on any external level, we keep going. That's incredible. And so what, so you're no longer in New York and you're in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So, um, what brought you to Chicago? Love. (laughs) And it's like, you know, we keep talking about the pandemic. It's just, that was a huge change for so many people and situations. Um, I was, 
I got engaged in December of 2019. And March, February, March is when the pandemic like hit. And so my fiance was living in Illinois. Like I said, I have, I have stepkids and they are out here. So it's kind of hard to just ask someone to leave their kids, of course. Um, The pandemic hit. And of course, we all thought it would be this three week thing. I thought it was three weeks to be over. We were actually on a cruise. And then the day that I got back, they were like, we got back to New York. We were at my apartment. Our, the studios in New York were shutting down and things were going virtual. Um, like I said, overnight, quick. We already had a solution to the studio shutting down. And my apartment, you know, as most people who live in New York, it was a two by four. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, instead of me working virtually from my apartment, I'll just travel back to Illinois with you and work from a, a house and have space yeah. and, you know, be able to conduct my virtual sessions from Thank there. God you did. Yes. Oh gosh. For quote unquote three oh weeks, but yeah. uh, I'm still here. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I got out here. He was already here. I came here for the three week period, but uh it's never an left. It was an accelerated, you know, situation. yes. You learned very quickly because I understand that completely. The same thing happened to me. I was like, oh, I'm coming here to do some work. And it was uh-huh. like, oh, there you're there. Like, <laughs> I'm staying permanently. So yeah, that, that tells you that it's real because if mm-hmm. you guys could with you know go from that to you know, yeah, there you go. Overnight. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So what is it like being a new mom and um yeah. What's it like? Yeah. I, there are so many emotions to describe mm-hmm. the journey uh, of, you know, I was thrown in to a household that had already operated in its own entity. Yeah. So I was thrown in at the time, my stepdaughter, Mila, she was probably seven mm-hmm. um, or like, yeah, seven. And then Dylan, he's now 15. So, wow. Um, I think he was 11. He's 12. Yeah. 12, 11, 12. 12. Yeah. Depending on, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and, and you the got, like, teenagers immediately, like preteen teenagers. Oh, Boom. yeah. Yeah. Wow. And they were coming from a situation where, you know, the, their, the divorce of their parents was not that far ago. Yeah. And their dad had stated out of his mouth, I'm never getting married again. So then yeah. all of a sudden, surprise. there's surprise. No, I had met, we had met, met up all of us, uh, yeah. me, the, my stepkids and my husband, we had met up one time and played miniature golf together. Um, and then after that is when I was thrown into this household. Wow. Uh, the kids didn't have school. So they were here full time and, you know, they're shared, there's joint custody. So they were here part time and then here with their mom part time. But the time that they were here, it was really rough because we're all trying to navigate school, work, you know, um, the the new family dynamics. And so for me, with all of that being said, I was very scared in the beginning. I was scared because I'm still trying to figure out how to be a wife or, you know, a potential, you know, like a future wife. There's that. So, and I mean, in New York, I didn't cook. I ate out every night. I ate, you know, what I, my 
clean meals and I didn't have to worry about coming home to clean meals. Oh, clean meals. So <laughs> I know. You know? And like, that's not going to work for like a 12 year old. Oh no. So then to come to a house where the cupboard is filled with Doritos and, you know, cookies oh and Oreos, like things like that. I was just like, Oh my goodness. I, oh, you know, this is the funniest thing. Like God has jokes. You oh. like, you were like the epitome of health and well-being. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's not that, that, you know, they're not unhealthy, but they're kids. No, but still, no. I mean, that's, that was your bubble, you know? And that so was my bubble. Suddenly, you know, that's amazing. And then that's it's really like little funny. things like, okay, well, I don't want to sit here and be like, I'm sorry, I'm only going to have hummus and, and cucumbers while you eat pizza. It's like, no, there's a time of bonding where it's like Lashana eat the pizza, you know, Lashana eat the cookies. Like there's, there's bonding that has to happen in, in these situations. But it went from um, being a very scary time of, of discovering myself and, and growing, um, in the best way, yeah. uh, to now where it is the most comfortable, fulfilling situation that I could ever imagine being. It's just like, kind of like, just like I was talking about Tracy and like feeling at home, you know, now I'm at home and I look forward to like, um, Mila is friends with Tracy's daughter Penny, they're the same oh age. Gosh. So I you know when Penny was like because Tracy's exactly. like the smallest person you've ever exactly. seen. She's like the littlest little powerhouse. So tiny. Petite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like super tiny. And her daughter was like, I don't know, maybe one or two when I, I remember being at the studio. She was itty bitty, but she was a cutest yeah. little thing. Cutest little long, thing. Long, yep. long, 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 uh-huh. long. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, they're friends. Oh, that's yeah, so cute. So it allows me, you know, I've been able to travel with Mila. And, and just like share experiences with her apart from, you know, my husband and my stepson. So we have like our little girly moments that we have together. And then Dylan, he's like his own character. He's like a gamer and he's super, a super genius. So like just seeing them grow into little adults, (laughs) little people, it's been, like I said, the most rewarding experience. So I've been, I've gone from being extremely scared to now being very fulfilled and proud. You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. (laughs) Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars, you all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson, more like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive? She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? That's amazing. So, um, not that two children isn't enough. Do you are are you guys gonna have more children or that, you know, that anytime we have that discussion, it's like the kids come home with yet another expense or another project, 
where it's like, oh, okay, now Mila's doing choir and band and Girl Scouts, and you know, and like, oh, now Dylan's applying for colleges and things like, and like, yes, my, um, I am of an age where it is not recommended that you know, don't we try. I, no, I know. I'm just, I, I, you I know, so 44. Don't even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not letting that scare me, but it's something where you're right. Like looking at it, it's something that either needs to be decided now or, but yeah, we're just, we're just still enjoying this oh, time oh, to, yeah. to, yeah, because it's, we're in such a good place with where the family yeah. dynamic is. Um, if it happens, it happens. And if not, we are very happy with where we are. We are open either way. That's amazing. I just, it's so great because you really, you have the best of both worlds. If you mm-hmm. were to, you're at a time when women have so many options, Yes, which is fantastic, right? Yes. And if you choose not to have, um, bring another child in this world, you have mm-hmm. two children already yep. and in a couple of years, they'll be going to college. And so you guys are, you guys are free again. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So or we, or we won't be, and we'll be, you yeah, know, yeah, raising yeah. another human, but the, the pressure I'll tell you, Laylee Joy, the it's pressure off. is that the, no, the pressure is on because I'm an only oh. child. So if I had like oh. siblings and I had nieces and nephews, I would oh. be basking in this opportunity of not having to worry about it. But there's yeah. a Auntie part missed. of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a part of me that's like, if I don't have kids, my like bloodline mom. stops. Yeah. yeah. My mom, I could just yeah. like, so there's a part of me naturally that wants to bring life into this world. But there's another part of me that goes, if it's not meant to be. And it's not in my plan. It's not in God's plan for me. Then I'm not going to fight that. I feel like little, little, whatever, whatever, whatever it's worth. I mean, you would be a fantastic mom. I've got to tell you, like when you're somebody who's able to like, um, handle and pivot and do stuff. Um, there is a feeling beforehand mm-hmm. that, Oh, this will be a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that having my daughter was the best thing that ever happened to me. Like it's <sighs> all that cliche stuff that you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you love somebody more than you ever thought possible, which is true. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. <laughs> and like, Aww. there, it's just, it's amazing. And it is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot mm-hmm. of work for the mom, especially because, you know, for the first couple of the first year, I'm in year two, mm-hmm. they really need you. And it's like, wow. And I think I got, I got really blessed because she's, a, she wasn't a, much of a crier. She uh-huh. sleeps, she eats, she oh. poops, like every, all the stuff that you have oh, to worry about. Wow. Yes. Breathe. <laughs> uh-huh. But she's like, mommy, ma, mommy, my, all the time. So, it, oh. you know. But it's such a blessing, Lashana. So if you choose to, you know, well, like now that my ovaries are starting to twitch right now, thank you for. <laughs> yeah, I just want to push you over the line, you know. Yeah, oh I my hear God. you. <laughs> I so love that story. Thing, one of the things that let's say that has been like um, that was a shocker for me. Like I was in the pandemic. You're not moving as much. I was in mm-hmm. Europe, and then then I was pregnant, and then I. I was huge. I couldn't believe how big I got. Like I, you know, I was always pretty small and I yeah. was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be like one of those girls on Instagram holding her belly in the field and like doing handstands. <laughs> and I was actually the opposite. I was, mm. I gained like 60 pounds. I was, mm-hmm. huge. I couldn't even walk up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> I, 
couldn't, after the baby, I really um, couldn't do very much for about a good six, eight months. And so your body changes, you know, my metabolism is still really fast, but like, have you noticed any changes in your body as you've kind of, you know, gracefully transitioned into a different period of your life or has it pretty much stayed the same or? Oh, 100%. Um, I do feel, and I, I don't, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to say this and say that I'm complaining or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just embracing my new lifestyle. But so you have to take my, take into consideration, right? I was living in New York. I was walking around everywhere. I was waking up and going into work where sometimes my first session was at 545 in the morning and I would go until about 1 PM. Right. And I'm not a breakfast person. So what I would have between like 6 AM and 1 PM, if I needed something was like, some sort of, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Seriously. And then at the end of the day, I would have, you know, a nice healthy meal. And if anything, oh, I'd have some fries or a glass of wine or something that was like fun for me. So that is a very intense lifestyle, both physically. Yes. Yes. Like physically and just diet wise, that is a very strict lifestyle. So Fast forward to moving here, like I said, you open up the cupboard and there's there's Doritos and Oreos and all sorts of fun snacks to choose from paired with the emotional uh, struggle of, of food being comforting for me and, yeah. and just a way to kind of celebrate with stepkids or celebrate just like what we're going through. I mean, yeah. although the pandemic was not the most stressful on our lives here per se, you're in a new environment, your body, you're, you're reacting, you know, mm-hmm. paired with not being in a studio where there's heat and humidity and the adrenaline rush and walking around, we, we are sedentary in the pandemic, you know? So, yes. uh, paired with getting older. So yeah. there is a pandemic, there's stress of a new environment. There's lack of, uh, my whole foods being up the street, a lack of all of the things that I needed to keep my life the most healthy. Um, you know, and not being able to have the luxuries of having someone to, I don't know, cook for me or, you know, there were a lot of challenges against me. So, oh, paired with needing to be wedding ready. Yeah. So fortunately, two weeks before my wedding, I was able to, because I still had my apartment in New York. I worked in New York for the two weeks before my wedding, just so that I could feel, yes, feel that lifestyle just a little, you know, just once again. But to answer your question, it has been quite challenging to allow my body to reacclimate to a natural setting. And I'm, I'm saying this is natural because it is pretty, uh, I want to say abnormal, but it's not the norm for someone to do three physical hours a day, barely have, you know, a sufficient amount of nourishment in their bodies and walk around in a city all day. The subway, all of those things things things. don't even think about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so so true. Yeah. So although I feel quite different now in my new state that, that things have kind of 
slowed down a bit. Things have slowed down. Um, I just have to be more mindful of what I put in my body. And now I'm not at a point where, I mean, I'm at a point where with the kids, I can say, yeah, I'm sorry. I am having the hummus while you have the pizza because, you know, I feel more comfortable in it with who I am and with setting an example for who I am, as opposed to needing to fit in, so to speak, I've, I've found my voice around here and I'm not, because it's like, you have to be careful and mindful, especially when you have a young, you know, a young lady growing, you don't want to send the wrong message. The last thing I want is her mother saying, you gave my daughter an eating disorder. So you have to be careful what, you know, I don't want to see. I'm not eating that, or I don't eat that, or you shouldn't eat that. Like That's not the kind of stepmom I want it to be. I want it to be uh, a celebratory stepmom where whatever you're eating, I want to share that with you. So, but now I'm at a point where I can celebrate, but not have to dive all the way in. And I can say, okay, sure. I'll have one of your cookies, but I don't need to have five of them for us to feel like we're bonding. Do you know what I mean? So there, there's been a lot of changes. I'm embracing them. I'm embracing that. You know, this, this is what it is. This is my new norm. It's almost like we were, um, and I said, throw us, we in there, but people that kind of live that lifestyle, mm-hmm. you're almost like mini athletes. You're yes. an athlete for sure. Oh, but yes. Us, because we are, I just remember you would easily go through a hundred dollars a day in New York city easily. because you're moving all the time. And every time you, oh, yeah, damn. every time set up for us, <laughs> every time we, um, every time you, um, you go anywhere and you're moving, you, you, you've got to stop to get something to fill yourself. I just remember just yeah. run, running through calories because I was like, always on the just, go. You feel so deficient all the time because mm-hmm. you're just moving, mm-hmm. moving, moving. And you're, mm-hmm. you're always trying to eat clean and yes. all of those things. And, um, that, that is all the, that's good. But like, are there recommendations for you? Cause like, you don't think about this until you're here. Like when you have mm-hmm. a kid, you'll see there are things that you don't even think about. And you're like, how I you love how you just put that out there. You are the I know. <laughs> Like, are there things that you recommend for as a, as somebody in your space, as, mm-hmm. as women transition, I don't, you know, cause there's so many, what's great about this period is that there's so many phases to our mm-hmm. lives. And when I think about my parents, when my mom, when she was in her forties, a different thing, and we've got like so yeah. much, like it's only getting started for us. Yes. So it's not so cliche, but it's the truth. Are there things that you guys recommend for women when they're like in our age, in our forties, um, in terms of how we should take care of our bodies and yeah. care for ourselves? So I'm going to start by saying, number one, I don't think that people should expect it, your, your body to change. I think the one thing that I now, like how you're saying to me, you're talking about motherhood and like how it's beautiful, how it's amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is when women in their fifties or even late forties say to me, yeah, this is going to happen. And this is going to happen and be beware of this. And this is going to change and that's going to change. And it's just like, I'm not going into my mid to late forties, expecting things to go downhill. That's where it all goes wrong yeah, because as true. soon as, right. As soon as something changes, 
it's not like, oh, there goes my life. It's all in this in your head. Yes, it's all in your head. So I think number one is to not expect your mind and your body to start to go downhill because you hit a certain age. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, because you're 35, 38, your, your OB says, oh, now your eggs aren't, you know, they're starting to, you know, they're going bad. So you got to have kids. Hurry up. Uh, No. And that's the pressure already right away. You're starting to get pressure on you about your reproduction, your reproductive age or reproductive health. Then you move over. Oh, your skin. Oh, you know, your like everything, all of these things, society scares you and tells you to start to expect these things to fail and go wrong and go bad. Yeah. And then we get in our heads and then we're go, Oh, I'm 40. That means this is about to go bad. No, go ahead. But I, I think like in New York, I'm going to talk about New York because that's what yes. I, I just remember seeing women in certain areas of like, let's say Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. And they were like starving themselves, a lot of these yeah. women. And yeah. that's the, that's the part where it's like, is there a recommendation that you should just have a little bit more on your body? Cause it's better for you because yes. I just, you know, women, when they, in New York with that whole thing, um, with, uh, some people feel like, and I'm so grateful. I don't feel, but some people really feel like you have to remain 25 at all costs, which is not possible. And that is exactly what I was leading into. Mm -hmm. Don't expect that you're going to start to decline. Number Mm -hmm. one. And number two, there will be changes that naturally happen. Okay. We are not going to stay 25 forever, but you have to embrace them and accept the things that are going to happen to you. If, if like that, that with any living thing, yeah, there's going to be changes. So yes, allow your body to keep a little more on if it needs to, because you'll look healthy. You d- yeah. that, That's the one thing that scares me is when you see someone who's older and they're trying to stay so thin that their, their face doesn't look youthful. It's like, if you just added a little more calories that's into your world. diet, yeah. you actually, that's the collagen that you need. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, you just need some more calories in your life. But just allow the aging process to occur and don't be afraid of it because society scares us into thinking that aging is wrong or bad. And it's not. We're designed to age. And when you yeah. start to try to go against it, that's when things get scary and look weird. Yeah. It's and true. so, yes, eat the things that you're, I mean, of course, you're not going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to eat all the unhealthy things. No, you want to still be mindful of your, your health and your wellness, but not to the point, don't do things because you're afraid. You know, take action because you want to maintain and be healthy, but not because you're afraid of aging. That's a yeah. part of life. That's, that's such a, that's really great advice. Cause I don't think most people, um, in your world really kind of promote that and tell women that. And I feel mm-hmm. like women need to hear that. Cause I, yeah. there's just such a, I was actually speaking to a friend earlier today and we were talking about breast implants and I used to have breast implants. And I just Ooh. remember being like, when I was in my twenties, it was such a thing, you know, and I remember taking them out like maybe over 10 years ago. And Mm -hmm. I, it was so stupid, you know, it was so dumb and we all get caught up in some way, shape or form with what society tells us we need. And it's like, you know, yes. And I feel like it's like, who makes up these, who makes up these things? Crazy rules. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the number one thing is like, you have to surround yourself with people who 
who love and support you. Yeah. Um, especially your partner. It mm-hmm. that really is important. Like if you have someone on your team who's telling you that you're beautiful, that you're amazing, that you don't need to change anything, that that helps you to really stay secure in who you are. But it's when you start hearing these other voices and, you know, other people telling you you have to change who you are to be successful, to be happy, then it starts to just kind of go a little haywire. But mm-hmm. it's you just have to just embrace who you are. That's all. It's self-love. Self-love is number one. Yeah. I have to say that that's part of one of, one of the many things that I love about getting older, mm-hmm. a lot of the pressure that I used to feel, um, I just don't anymore. You know what I mean? Like I just, I just want to be like happy, you, peaceful, you know, you have a beautiful <laughs> baby, like a baby girl, like you, that, that is your number one right now. Yeah. I mean, of course you want to still feel amazing and beautiful and sexy and all those things, but that is your priority. You have given life to this world. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm always mindful too, of Mm -hmm. making sure that I don't give her any bad, you know, lifestyle, you know, habits or anything like that. So, um, just to wrap this up, because I know it's the time we're dealing with time here. What (laughs) are like, what are some of the exciting things that you guys are working on? Like, or in, in general, with Tracy in life, some great things. Mm-hmm. I love that you guys have a studio in Spain and we have to meet one of yes. these days when you're in Spain again. Oh, that would be great. Oh Speaking of studios, I, I don't know where Tracy is going with this. Mm-hmm. I pray every night and day for a Chicago <laughs> studio. Um, oh, I don't know if that is on the radar for her ever or mm-hmm right now. Oh my God, um, I mean, that, up, up, that would, would be up. so Eat perfect because I think the thing is when we're looking to open new studios within the company, the talent is the hardest thing to find. Oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. really hard to find people who are, you know, at a place where they want to do something like fitness every day. They're talented enough to really be able to execute Tracy's method. They're committed. They're trustworthy, just good people, overall good people. Um, who fill all of those needs that, that, you know, those requirements, it's hard to find that. So I'm already here. Yeah. yeah. No, I <laughs> so see you just, at the studio already. Yeah. It's just like, it's just, if that's where Tracy's, you know, heading in, in her, in her vision. Um, so we would love to, Brian and I, my husband, we would love to get a place in the city. Yeah. And our dream would be for there to be a studio there. And then we could operate, like come out here when we, when we have the kids and then be in the city when we don't have the kids. And I could operate from the city as much as I would need to. Um, that would be the dream that, that would be what I would hope would be the next steps in this chapter. Yeah. But, um, other than that, we have just, there's, there's no big plans, just watching the kids grow and flourish and just each day, you know, just, we're still like discovering so much about ourselves, even though we've been friends since high school. Stop. Wait a minute. Really? (laughs) You guys have known each other since high school? Yeah. Yeah. I know we have to wrap this up, but just, yeah, (laughs) we, we were friends, uh, freshman year in high school. We met each other. Um, 
And I, he was just the cutest guy I'd ever seen in my life at the time. That's when like crisscross was cool and like that style. And he looked like the boys on TV. When I saw him, he had on like this little like jumper, like jean jumper. And he had these little braids in his hair. When I saw him, I was like, he looks like the boys on TV. Like he was the cutest thing I ever saw. And he thought that I was like the most gorgeous girl. And it's just timing, you know, timing in life just did not allow us to, I mean, I was like, I was my age. I was not into boys. Like I just, I wanted to do my schoolwork and, you know, be a, a, you know, a young girl. I was not looking at boys like that. Um, Life goes on and we reconnected several years later. And although we've remained friends, our, you know, our, like from high school on, we had a really close group of friends who we all remained like super close. Were they all like, Um, oh my gosh, you guys need to be together. You guys need to be together. No, no, far from it. No, no. Because what? You guys are together? (laughs) Yeah. It was definitely that more than anything. Oh my gosh. I'm in New York, like living my life, like, you know, sex in the city around dancing. And he was out here. (laughs) And I think we were both like, we were both two people apart from each other who, like I said, he said, I'm never getting married again. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not saying he was an angel when he was living out here. Um, So we both had lifestyles that people were just like, the two of them can't be tamed so to speak. So they, it was like, for him, I'm sure our friends were telling him, are you sure she's going to commit to you? And yeah. then, you know, friends to me, like, are you sure he's not going to hurt you? Yeah. Um, but it was just the timing that really grounded both of us and what we, what we needed in each other's lives. So every day we just, I don't know, fall more in love with each other. It just like, just when we're like, this is great. The next day we're like, oh my gosh, this is even more great. So that's so amazing. That Michelle. sounds that's so great. cheesy. You know, you, know how, you know how it is in New York city, like women Oof. hit a certain age and it is like, Oof. it is like it, it, you would, you Oof. would feel like, thank God it was, but you mm-hmm. women are just, um, I don't want to say it the way I said, but I think a lot of times women aren't open to the possibility of it not looking a certain way, you know, or, and it becomes like a a thing of feast or famine, as opposed to being open (laughs) to the possibility of the love Uh coming from somewhere else. Unexpected places. Yes. Yes. You're right. If I was, and it it was a fight. Right. (laughs) No, 100%. I, I was definitely there in the beginning. I was like, no, I mean, there was a point where I was, I was saying yes, but I was like, am I like, who just told me it's kind of like someone spoke my words for me and said, yes. And I looked like, who just said that? And there was the power of yes. I was just like, you know, yes, no matter what he brought to me, I said, yes, I, I was just very open to it, but it's strange because I definitely did not envision my life being this. So I could have easily been like, no, no, that's, that's not so what what you're yeah. open to it. You oh, know, I was because open. a lot of people I have been through these conversations mm-hmm. with some of my friends and they're like, mm-hmm. no. no, I didn't mm-hmm. get this, this, and this, or this wasn't what I was expecting. And so they shut the door, yes. but you were open to it. And yes. how, what a blessing oh, that has been yes. for both of you, quite yes, frankly, both of us. you mm-hmm. know, because what an example you are to his children as well, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that's all that's, I can only imagine because our parents 
separated. The and now that I'm a mother, I think to myself, you just always I'm always thinking of everything that could happen. And if I mm-hmm. were if my child um had a stepmother, I'd only want somebody who was a good example, light and love. And yeah. I mean, what a blessing, you know? Yeah. Somebody who was just to another person to add love to my mm-hmm. children's lives. And yeah. what a blessing that is. Oh my goodness. So thank you so much, Lashana. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I was so looking forward to this. I think you're so dynamic. I've always been, you know, even though we, we barely ever see each other speak, I just remember I, I have the great pleasure of meeting a lot of people in life. And you were just one of those people that was just such a a bright light. And, um, I just, I, I hope you know that in what you do, you guys, um, have the, you guys have very often are encouraging to women and we mm. all show up in those spaces for various reasons, because mm-hmm. we want to get in shape because yeah. we want to take our mind off of things. Yes. Because, and so you guys are such a blessing to all of us that have, you know, been devotees to, you know, Tracy and Thank working out you. and stuff. So that means so much Yay. from one light to another. <laughs> I'm so happy that we were able to finally wow. have this conversation. Yeah. This was amazing. I you just like, this open was... up in Chicago. Oh, It'll be it, huge. It has to, it yeah. has to happen. Yeah. 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 And when you come to Spain, I'm here. I can't wait. Just okay. let me know in advance and I'll be in Madrid. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it happen. Thank you so much, Lashana. And thank you so thank much, you. everybody, for joining us on another episode of Ely by the Glass. Um, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. (laughs) Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive? She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.